I just have to continue to allow myself to show up, just to show up in general, just to tell everybody that you're not going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. There's never going to be a moment where you're like, okay, I have to wait before this, 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 and this occurs to then I'm going to show up. Then I'm going to put myself out there. Then I'm going to allow myself to go to a women's circle, but I have this wrong with me right now and I'm going to sound stupid and I'm going to whatever, fill in the blank, whatever your thing is, is that show up now, show up as yourself, show up truthfully, as truthfully as you can. If you can't show up truthfully, just show up anyway, because the women in these circles are there to support you no matter where you are in your journey. You don't have to be this spiritual being on a spiritual journey, doing all the spiritual things. You don't. You just have to be a woman to be invited into the circle. And you start where you're at, and the women are going to open up their arms, and they're going to say, come on and sit down. Yeah. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Because that's just how I feel. Hello, friends, and welcome to Curiously Wise. I am Lauren Wittig, your host, and today I have two fabulous women here to talk to us and talk with us, Melissa McHugh and her niece, Sydney Decker, who are the, the amazing uh, duo that hosts the, the Goddess and the Medicine Woman podcast, which is where I met them. I kind of reached out to say, hey, I'd love to be on your show, and they said, sure, and the next thing we knew, we were having a blast. So I'm, I, we're kind of turning the tables today, and I get to interview them. And I'm just really happy to have you guys here. You know how I love being in your energy and in your company. Yay. Well, thanks. Yeah. This is the first time that I've ever been a guest on somebody else's podcast. So that's something new for me. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to be here too. And it's interesting because we're usually the ones that interview. So we're both kind of like, what's going to happen? I know. I think it's actually easier to be a guest. I've done both quite a lot. And, and usually when you're a guest, you show up and you just you just talk. You don't have to do all the work. Let's start with just a little bit of background from each of you. And Sydney, would you start and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am Sydney Decker. I'm an Ayurveda health counselor, intuitive healer. I just wrote my first book. And then I'm also part of the co-host of The Goddess and the Medicine Woman. and background on me I used to be an ethereal being of love and light and then I took on society's ideas of what it means to be a human being and so I lost touch with myself for some time became very dark and depressed and didn't want to be here and then I lost my father to suicide and it woke me up and it was a blessing in its own way and so I then started to realize that actually, you know what, I am the ethereal being of love and light that I was sent here to be. And so I've been in the process of helping myself uncover that truth and helping other people uncover that truth for themselves in my practice and in the podcast. And I'm a big cleanse your energy person. So that's a big thing for me right now. That's who I am. And she's a very wise person. Right? I just have to say, I am in awe of her wisdom. So, Melissa, what about you? What about Melissa? Let's see. Melissa is a transformational energy healing guide at heart. I have my own business called The Spiritual Tools with Melissa McHugh. And I utilize Reiki 
therapy, EFT, tapping, and meditation. And I like to combine all of those things together to help people on their healing journeys. And I just started a wellness center with a friend of mine in Vestal, New York. And that's really a major part of what I'm doing right now. It is a, a direct primary care and all of the different therapies that go along with alternative as well as functional medicine. And we're trying to put that all under one roof right now. And so we can help people in that way, their physical and also emotional mental healing journeys at the same time. And I am a co-host as well of the Goddess and the Medicine Woman podcast. I've, I've always wanted to ask who's the goddess and who's the medicine woman. I keep going back and forth trying to figure it out. Everybody wants to know that. And what we say is both. Yeah, we are both. 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 That's why I go back and forth. It's like, it could be either or both. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well, I wanna... We're calling what? out the goddess and the medicine woman in all of us. Lovely. Lovely. Y'all have some amazing guests on there. I was lucky enough to be one of them, but I've just been really interested in, in the ones that you've you've had on and I, I want to listen to more. I highly recommend the podcast. You don't have to listen to my episode on it. Just go check it out. It's awesome. We'll have that in the show notes, of course, too. All right. So I wanted to talk to you guys today specifically because we've sort of been talking about doing this for a while. But on Saturday, which is when we're recording this, that's two days ago, we co-hosted or we co-created the Triple Goddess Women's Circle. And our inaugural circle was Saturday. And so I wanted to really like follow up quick after that so we could have sort of a, an after action report, if you will, and, and talk a lot about why women's circle. Because I used to run one for two years before the pandemic. It didn't translate into Zoom very well at the beginning of this because we were so used to being in person. But and I know both of you have been involved in some women's circles as well. So let's talk about the value that you find in specifically women's circles, because I know I get the question sometimes, why don't you let men come or why don't you do a circle for men? But it's the women's circle that is my passion. And so I just wanted to kind of hear from you guys what you think, why you think they're so awesome and, and, and why you love being a part of them. Melissa? Why do I, you know, I have been a part of them in the past and I've found great value in not being the one in charge. I am someone who finds myself in charge of things a lot of the time. But when we have this ritual of the women's circle and we all come together, yes, there's usually a facilitator, but then you also get to be part of the healing. You're not the one like putting on the workshop or you know, teaching the things. You're not a guru. You're somebody that's sitting in circle with women who have so much wisdom and knowledge and that we can all learn from one another. So for me, that is the biggest part of the circle. And it just feels like tribal. It feels mm -hmm. good. It feels like, I don't know, intense. And it just feels like something that we've done for a very long time ancestrally. And I just know when, when I sit down in that circle and everyone starts to share and open up that I just feel amazing and like it's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel similar in the sense of it feels natural 
and it feels like I'm remembering a part of myself when I come together to be in a woman's circle. And I think for me, a big piece of wanting to be in a women's circle is when I first started my healing journey, I read some books like the Red Ten, like about the Red Ten, and I was getting to know my moon cycle. And I read the book, The Daughters of Copper Women, which is a really good book to read. It kind of talks about how the matriarch, it tells a different creation story. And it talks about like how woman was made first, actually. And that really sparked some things for me. And just how the women in that book get together and they save or try to save their tribe is just so like, I'm getting chills right now. It's just so incredible. And I think too is growing up, I always felt like I had to be in competition with other women. And it was all like about performing for like the guy to like you. And a lot of times I felt very lost and insecure and just not very good about that type of structure. And so I think that the women's circle, the feminine has been so forgotten and left out and we've been performing and per like being in competition for men. And it's a way that the feminine stays stunted mm-hmm. and it stays separate from herself. And I believe that when we come together in circles, we get to remember that ancient flow of sacredness and life force. And we all start to realize that there's no reason to be in competition and that when we do come together, we can actually heal the world. Like I've seen it. And so that's why I would encourage any woman, like especially if you have a sister wound or a mother wound, to come to a woman's circle because you see what the what the feminine is really mm-hmm. capable of and the love that we actually do deeply share for each other and that our problems are actually very, very similar. Yes. Yeah. And that's a piece that I get a lot. And, and, and I, I founded my, I call it the Heartlight Wise Woman Circle, when I was going through the last years of my mother's life, when life was very difficult for me because she was very difficult. And it was cathartic to be able to go into that circle and I was the facilitator, and I'd never done it as a women's circle before. I'd been in other groups like that, but not women. But I was able to go in and just cry and not apologize for crying. Mm-hmm. And, and for people just to hold space for me to let that grief flow. And then to share their own stories about their difficulties with their mothers or other family members or whatever. And it helped me to put it into perspective that I wasn't the only one that had these problems, for one thing but that there were people who were were compassionate and empathetic and willing to just hold the space for me, not try to fix it. They might give me some examples of things they did that worked, but it was that sharing of the heart energy as much as the wisdom that I found so healing. So very healing. Yeah. So when you were saying, sorry, go ahead. I just, when you were saying that something that, came up because it's like, well, why aren't men invited? And Mm -hmm. something came up in my thoughts that I've shared before, but it's like, I read this, so I didn't come up with this myself, but I read this somewhere where it was like a post or something. And it's like, if you get women together and we're talking and it's all like, you're beautiful and you're wonderful and you're great. And then you insert a man into the conversation and the man says, and the post has said like, her hair is better than your hair. 
now we're all checking our hair. Now we're all mm-hmm. trying to make sure like now we're not connecting anymore. So it's like when you insert the male perspective where we're at, like as a society, it shakes and rocks everything. And then women don't connect anymore. It's yeah. like then we immediately go into competition of like he said her hair is better. So that means that I'm not good. But that's just one man's perspective, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like women can be friends and then you insert a male perspective and then now it's all changed and it's caught yeah. up into a different thing. And so it's like I think that's why maybe not men right now as we're mm-hmm. starting to get to know who we are as women. Yeah, yeah we need to reconnect at the heart level with who we all were. And like you were saying, Melissa, this feels very ancestral to me. I have an anthropology background in college, a cultural anthropology, and and I focused on sort of women and cultures. And for me, this is this is tribal. It's, you know, women came together to help each other in day-to-day life. I mean, you think about just not even that long ago, you know, quilting bees where everybody came together to help actually do the quilting part on somebody's uh, quilt that they've put together. Or you would come together to butcher the hog together because it took everybody to do that job. It took the men and the women in that case, but the women would be doing, you know, making the sausages or whatever. They would have their own place. And the conversations that would go on during that work was where they bonded and where they shared and where the grandmothers could help the new moms and the the kids were all looked after. And, you know, it was... It, it's such a, a common way for women to support each other. I mean, I think back even to like, you know, Neanderthals and living in caves, the women were there to, they were the hunters. I mean, the gatherers, they were the ones who bore the children and, and they were, they held down the home hearth literally while the men were out doing the guy stuff. And that was just biology as much as anything. And so it's built into our DNA, I believe, to come together in these kinds of ways. We don't do it around work anymore. So we have to create that circle. You know, it's not as organic as it used to be, but we can consciously create that circle to bring back that sense of community and support and laughter. Yeah. I don't laugh as much as I do with a bunch of a room full of women as I, if there's other people around, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's, I think that disconnect that we've all come to know so well. We're all in our little houses and, you know, like we, we spoke to another woman the other day who was doing circles for mothers and she's talking about how disconnected mothers are from one another now. Like you were just saying, it used to be the mothers, everybody was together, you know, taking care of all the kids. The kids are running around as the mothers sit and they're doing their work and everybody's taking care of this as a group. It used to be a village was raising the children and now everybody's in their own little homes with their own little cars moving from place to place and they feel so disconnected. And like you said, we have to now consciously, because we have been taken away from that for whatever reasons and whatever happened in the past, we found ourselves here now. Mm -hmm. So now we can come together now and say, hey, it just doesn't feel right anymore. You know, we thought maybe this was the way to be for the longest time and okay. And we tried it and it's not working. We need to be together. We need to Mm -hmm. come together to support one another in this life and it just feels good and it feels right. And there's nothing wrong with going back into the past and finding what did work correctly and still moving forward. I mean, this is great. We're doing a women's circle with technology now. Mm -hmm. 
but doesn't have to just be, oh no, only people that are in my area can right. come together anymore. No, we can embrace the technology and use it to move forward with something from the past. And I think that's a beautiful part too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's opened up the world to us, a lot of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I was going to just add to when we were talking about bringing men into the circle, I used to work in at the International Monetary Fund for years before my kids came along or as they were coming along. And it was very multicultural, but the team that I was on was very American. So it was a familiar culture to me there. But time and again, you would see that when there was a man in the room, especially if he was not an American man, but that was, I think, the culture of the place. <laughs> The women would get oh. quiet. The women would get quiet. The man would, would lead the meeting and the women would get quiet. And so we do that. I don't know why we do that, but it's a very common thing for women to do is just to just, I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we lost Sydney. <laughs> she had to take care of a cat. That was crazy. <laughs> No, but I love that, though, about thinking about that and the whole man aspect, knowing, though, that moving forward, that we want to start to integrate them back into place. But we, like you said, we need to get right with ourselves first. We need to do the internal work and get right on an individual level and then start to reconnect with one another. It's not like we're reconnecting with these women's circles and it's like, no men allowed. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not the mindset, no. at least that I know the work. No, I'm not. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. there's a boundary there that this is for women. Yeah. But it's not like the same thing as saying no men allowed. Yeah. No yeah. men ever. And we're going to take yeah. over the world and you're going to bow down to us. No, we don't want that again. No. That didn't work no. either. No. The one sided relationship doesn't work. It's got to be a partnership. So we need to find our voices find out our strength and come together again. Yeah. And then we can start to integrate as more of a partnership with men when they become the divine masculine and we are the divine feminine yes. and we are all healed. Then it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yes. But right now we're working on the healing part, it seems like. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I know that Lord knows every woman I know is going through a lot of healing work and and. I, I know there are a lot of men now that are also doing the same thing, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, and I've also had to separate the idea of men in the circle with us versus the patriarchy being in the circle with us. Yeah. Because there is a difference there. There's a big difference. And the patriarchy is the system that we're living in. It's, it's, not, it's not the men themselves. They can go into their own circles or come into ours eventually and, and find themselves and, and rediscover how they want to live, how they want to be in the world, just like we can. But that, that patriarchy, patriarchal structure is what yes. we're really working to, to disassemble. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's that system that we find ourselves in that just it doesn't work for us. No. You know, it just hasn't worked for us for a very long time. So in order to move past that, we have to recognize the difference between the patriarchy and the, the divine masculine yes the healing that needs to happen in between that but that's the whole thing consciously we just have to kind of say okay where are you coming from you know mm -hmm. where are you coming from are you still 
in the belief system that women have their place and that they're only good for a few things. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. in within that system, or are you someone that's opening up and waking up to who women really are and that they can be partners in all well, of this? One of the other things I find advantages I find about the women's circle or pow powers, I think is what I, you know, the power of it for me is that in my experience, leading or being the facilitator of circle, I would watch people come in because we were in person and they would have, you know, this is going on. I've got this health problem. My kid is having a trouble. It's, it's whatever. They bring the day with them. And the only thing I ever guaranteed about that circle was that everybody would leave feeling better. And I was never made a liar. <laughs> I know when you say oh, that's big words, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You really say that to me that I'm going to feel better. Yeah. yeah, that you're going to feel better. And I again and again, I had people tell me that. But you would you could tell the difference in the energy at the beginning versus the end because we'd get done and everybody would get up and there'd be all this like lovely chatter. Whereas it, at the beginning, everybody's kind of coming in and finding their seat and yeah, kind of sitting there and. Then you take that energy out into the world with you. Right. Right. Then we would go home to our families. Yeah. And we would bring that energy into our homes. And so it has that ripple effect. And I think, I think that the channel that we had in our triple goddess circle last week or two days ago, I, I don't, I channeled it and I don't really remember what I channeled, but it, I think it was a lot about the ripple effect of both healing and and bringing this energy out into the world at this yeah. new vibration. Yeah, um, and I don't really remember it either because I was in, you know what I mean? I was in mode of like whatever I needed to do and I was sitting in that too, but I do remember it being extremely helpful and that's why I want to go back and listen to it yeah. again yeah. so that I could get that message more integrated inside of me into my mind. Yeah, well, I, I, do know I have to listen to it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know that's another. I know that's that was weird. If you're not seeing this in video, Sydney just came back and we got this very odd image. <laughs> very strange. I think it was her knee, but it, oh, it wasn't my knee. It was, I put out my fall decorations and you were seeing the underside of the thing that I put my pumpkins on. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But what happened was my cat spilled everything. <laughs> oh, no. So my coffee and my water and onto my computer. So. Oh, no. That's awesome. Well, we just oh. continued. <laughs> yeah, no, I could hear you guys. Good. Life happens. <laughs> Especially when you have cats. No doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, she knows she's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I can do. I could just clean it up, but yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she's staying away from me now. Okay. <laughs> That's what, yeah. I'll just have to kind of double check on that. That's the one yep. thing I, underneath wise, but yes. So I did. I liked the conversation that you guys were having about when the masculine comes into the room, women tend to stop talking and yep. how we're just as much a part of, they are just as much as part of the toxicity of the masculine patriarchy that was formed. And how it's not necessarily about coming back together to for women to rule over the men, but it's more of a unison. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I agree with all those things. Good. So uh, let's just talk about 
what happened on Saturday because we had worked for, I don't know, several months we had kind of been planning and and I, it took me a long time with the technology, but we got there and we had a, a beautiful group. The energy was really interesting in that, in that group. And I just wanted to hear sort of what your favorite part of it was or what you found the most helped you to shift more. Because I know I've got, because it's a circle and we're all in there together, I was getting all the same healing work that we were bringing out for the, the other participants. So what did you really love about that circle? Maybe that was different than the other circles you've been in. So I really loved one. I mean, we did the virtual one when we were did ours and during COVID and everything. But I just really loved that it was people from different places. You know, like we even had some people join us from Canada, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. And for me, it just showed how deeply needed it is for having women in other parts of the world to want to come to this circle was really cool. And as most women's circles do, it made me feel really good and less alone Mm -hmm. because a lot of the stuff that I'm starting to tackle in my own life right now is that remembrance of the feminine and is that remembrance of I, it's okay for me to be sovereign in my own body. It's okay for me to have my own money. It's okay for me to have land and a car and a home. And it's okay for me to be here on this planet and for other women to get together and say, no matter what age, that they too have struggled with those things and that we're all reclaiming that just felt very beautiful to me, especially when it came because we focused in on financial abundance and how so many of us that that lives outside of us because it was we were told to have it live outside of us and I feel like gathering like we did on Saturday my wealth is way more internal than it was before we gathered yeah 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 and I really I found the difference in that circle to me and I think a really profound difference was the amount of allowance that we went into it with as there's three of us. So it was beautiful that we had the three different energies come in, three different points of view, three different gifts that we have was so beautiful for me to be able to not only be the facilitator, but be a facilitator in sort of a circle with the three of us Mm -hmm. and then be able to step into another circle with all of these women who came in trusting us and then also be able to it kind of morph into more of like a retreat kind of healing thing it to me it it was just like this really cool thing that happened it was like all of these different kind of aspects bringing ourselves into it and it just felt really cool to me you know all of that just looking at it in all of these different points of view as a part of the three of us and then as a part of the whole and as as a part of the the healing aspect of it too and i just really loved the way that it flowed and the way that we came at this it just seemed a little bit different to me than the normal circles that i've seen yeah i agree working with you guys instead of being the sole facilitator, it, it created, it was more creative, I want to say, because we do each have our own areas of expertise and our own gifts and our own 
our own, I don't know, specialties, I guess. And, and they just blend together so nicely. And I, I love that we created the container, but we didn't, con we didn't like contain in, inside each of those little containers that we had. We were going to talk about the topic and then they were going to talk about how we can open up that topic for that problem. And then we did the healing work. But we, we only had a loose sort of idea of what we were going to do in those spaces. And we let it sort of organically unfold. And it was, it was really beautiful and easy. That was the part that I really loved. It just, like you said, it just flowed. Everybody was there because they wanted to be there and they brought their best energy with them. I was, I was surprised by the difficulties of the, the couple of ladies that are retired. We were talking about, I think, I think you were the first one to bring it up, Sydney, that for you, wealth was freedom. You know, that that was something that, that, that I had never thought of before. And you're so right about that. <laughs> but that she, the, a couple of them were, were talking about how once you retire, you don't have that financial flexibility that you used to have. And they felt a little sad about that to me. You know, their energy got a little sad, but we just held space for that. And, and one of them, I've got an email from yesterday that I want to, I, I will um, forward to you guys talking about how light she was feeling after that event. And she had been the one that was, I felt was really sad about it. So that was very meaningful to me to see that, that phase of life, because I'm not there yet, but I'm getting close. And my husband and I have all kinds of plans for what we want to do. <laughs> So there, then there's that balance of, okay, if we give up the paycheck, where does the wealth come from? And that's what I want to focus on. I was like, okay, we're going to have abundant wealth, but I don't know what it's going to look like yet. But that came out of that whole conversation for me as well. But I loved the freedom, the, the idea of freedom, because my brain, I'm so trained to money that it's hard for me to see what other kinds of wealth that I have and we, that we can aspire to. And so I really, I really loved seeing those different perspectives and those different stages of life that we, because we had, I think, Sydney, you were probably the youngest one there. And then we had a couple of, at least one lady who I know is in her mid seventies or so. And so, in fact, more than that, at least two. So, so it was a really nice span of people. And we had some people who looked like they were probably could have kids. I don't know if they did or not, but, you know, so we, we had a really in in a group that was what eight people, we had yeah. this really nice variety of of life experience, and that's another that's, thing that I find so wonderful about women's circles. Yeah, I was just about to say it's so cool because it didn't matter what age. Yeah. I didn't feel weird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and we all, in one way or another, have a common challenge. Yeah, and they're, they were willing to learn from someone younger too. That was the other part that I thought was beautiful is that everybody was just looking to people as human beings, not mm -hmm. as like, oh, well, how, what would she know? She hasn't toiled out in the world for 40 years, you know? So yeah. there was none of that. It was just like, oh, what are they saying? What do they have to say? Oh, wow. That's just so great what they said. Yeah. You know, no one had that, that strangeness that sometimes women get about age and you can't speak on that because you're not old enough yet. Right. Yeah, no, I think I think everybody brought their wisdom with them. And wisdom is ageless. And and especially these days I'm finding that I am in awe of some of these younger people. I mean, even like the high school kids at some of the yeah. traumas that have happened, 
how articulate they are, how calm they are in the moment, how how heart led they are, and how wise they are. Yeah. And I am just blown away. So yeah, that idea that that it's age doesn't matter. We all have our own experience and all experience is valid and and we all learn from it. Every experience is for us. So, okay, I'm going to learn from this experience, but it might actually apply to your experience, even if you're two generations older or two generations younger than me. It doesn't matter. And I think that's also something that we've lost as, as women, as a collective, that kind of intergenerational sharing that is trusted. I know I didn't trust my mom, so I didn't, I didn't receive much wisdom from her in terms of like my kids and that kind of thing because I didn't trust it. But you get in these groups and the energy is so strong and the the beauty of the just the the women's energy. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just it's magical. And, and I felt every bit of that, that you know, on Saturday. So for me, what I think comes up when women get together in a circle is like, for example, you bringing up like not trusting your mom and like I have a really good mom. I have an amazing mother and there's still certain times that I don't trust her either as a feminine Mm -hmm. and like my grandparents and stuff like that and women because I think what we're seeing is the reflection of their own need to self-abandon their feminine to adopt that masculine to feel safe and to live in the world and so there's that reflection that we all kind of are picking up subconsciously of like they don't know they don't trust themselves they don't feel safe and they had to abandon their feminine a long time ago and so while we may feel so connected we're seeing women who in order to survive in this world had to lay down that femininity yeah and we as a world tend to actually worship more of the destruction than we do creation and i think that when women come together in a circle since we are the life force and we are the givers of life, we create life and it feels so good because so much of the world is very sectioned or separate, more focused on the fear and the lack and the destruction and actually the death of things. And when women come together, like I never walk away feeling that way from a woman's circle. I only feel like like it sounds weird. I feel like pregnant with life. Like I feel like I am holding life. And I think maybe and that deep energetic source, that's why we all feel so good is because we're coming together and giving each other permission to, like you said, when you first started this, co-create life. And Mm. it doesn't have to be a human being life, just life. And like, I just, when I think of our circle on Saturday, I, I can literally see like, because we were at that desert, like it's growing, like there's trees and flowers. It's like yes. growing. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney led us, the last thing we did, she led us in a, a guided meditation. And she, one of the first places, I guess the first place she took us to was the desert of lack. Yeah. And that Surprising. hit me so strongly because that's what we're living in. We're living in a desert of lack. and. To, to bring life into it. You're right. The women, we are the life givers. We, we are the ones who can bring life forth from our bodies. And we are the creators in the most basic sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we have a responsibility to, to get back to that. 
understanding of ourselves, to embrace it, to honor it, to respect it. And the more of these women's circles that can happen, the faster that energy is going to build. Yeah. And I'm always brought back when I talk about these things to the Women's March back in, what was it, 2016? Mm -hmm. I wasn't there. My son was. He was on his first date with his now fiance. That's March. (laughs) But I was watching it on television and I could just feel the joy of those thousands of women that came together to stand up for for the divine feminine, for women everywhere, and just the joy that they brought to that moment. There was no violence. There was singing. There was dancing. There was funny signs. They had the great pink hats on. It was just women being women the way they do things. And it was just so joyful. And I imagine all women around the globe coming together in community like that. And it just lights me up. Yeah, every day in a way, one way or another, sometimes it's very conscious. Other times I just kind of keep it going. The thing I had tears pouring down my face when I saw that the women over in, I'm not going to get the the country right, but she took off her hijab. Oh, yeah. And she was killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the women started rioting. Mm-hmm. I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. One, because that soul was so brave Yes, to bring such a light to that area. And I cried and cried and cried because I said, and I could feel it. I even now like my goosebumps. Mm-hmm, me too. If, if a woman over there is standing up, we already won. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And because that has been, that's where it started. That's where the matriarchy was taken. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, like I could just cry. So every day I see myself sending the love and because they're fighting a battle like over there. Yeah, and they're yeah. Tr- they're also trying to be nonviolent. The violence yeah. being done to them, but they're mm-hmm. trying to, and they're just swinging and they're dancing and they're mm-hmm. just trying to be like, I'm allowed to be. Yeah. And for me, I will never, I'm so glad I was alive for that yeah. moment because I, and I think more women's circles are going to come up because of that, because I feel the wave. It's coming from yeah. the, the building, the root Mm-hmm. of where it all started when they cut our tree down basically mm-hmm. and it's just so profound for me mm-hmm. it's like women are out there just doing this yeah one by one and in small groups and and then bigger groups and yeah it's it's definitely happening it's one of those things you don't hear about on the news but you can feel it and it's yeah. it's, it's been life changing for me to be a part of a women's circle yeah it is life changing yeah because you actually like finally feel like yeah. you like belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even in that group, I think all three of us knew somebody in the group of the, the participants. Mm-hmm. We didn't know everybody. And yet it was very comfortable. And I trusted everybody there. And, and, yeah. and that was partly that was our intention for the group. So that helped to set that play, that space. But that's my experience of women's circles is that you come into it with trust. How yeah, women want to trust one another. Yeah, I mean, we do. How- we want to trust one another. It's that we've been, you know, so many times in the past because we were told we were supposed to not trust one another. And then we were set up to not trust one another. And the man was involved. So we had to fight for the man. And if you could steal him, yay, good for you. You know, all of these different things that we went through. 
growing up and everything and that now, man, but we, I want to trust women. I really do. I want to be able to sit down with them and know that they have my backs and I want to be there for them too. I just have that deep feeling. I've always had that longing. Mm. And then, but then I was just like again and again, someone was, you know, betrayed me over and over. And I think it's just the, we play that out a lot of times in our lives because it's maybe coming through from the past and ancestrally and DNA and all of that different things and just the way the system's set up as well. But that deep longing to sit in a circle with women, I think we all have that. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so too. I think it's one of those instincts that we have. All right. Well, this is lovely. I think that we'll stop here. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners? It doesn't have to be about the circles. Is there anything that like has been coming up in your in your thoughts or your meditations or your your life experience lately that you'd like to to share? So I think for me, what I've been understanding is, and we kind of just talked a little bit about this on our, we recorded our podcast this morning. Mm -hmm. I had this realization, like as we're talking about women's circles, it's very interesting. I, I had this realization where I dropped deeper into my beingness beyond even being a woman. Like when there's man and there's women. And I realized that when I try to fit into what a woman is seen as in this world, it's still considered a sexual object. Even when you call like you're, we're trying to we're still trying to get that those words back to us and what they truly mean. But I think what's important is as you are uncovering the feminine inside of you. That you really just start to uncover the love inside of you. And not try to be a woman or try to be a feminine in what this world is reflecting back to us because it's very distorted right now. We're trying to get clearer on how that looks. But for me, like, I've just been, what did I say to you while I was walking the park? I want someone who wants a Sydney. You know, I don't want someone who just wants a woman or just a friend or whatever. I want, because I want Sydney and mm -hmm. I'm, I want my love and I want to share that. And so I think that to give you yourself permission to love who you are is to also maybe stop calling yourself a lot of different things too. You know, like I'm a woman or I'm a this or I have red hair or I have blue eyes or I am um a, like for a long time, my job kept me restricted. Like I'm a health counselor, so I can't go anywhere and do anything related to anything really unrelated to that. Mm -hmm. And so but what's happened for me in the last, even the woman's circle helped a lot, actually, um, is I've just been showing up and giving myself love and not trying to label myself as anything particular. And it's helped so much. Mm. And it's helped me to be more authentic and actually want to show up to groups like that because I don't feel like I have to be anyone. I just am bringing myself and my own love. And that's been freeing. And that's where my wealth is coming from. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. You're okay. Melissa, you got anything you want to share? I think for me, just to kind of take that and run with it is more like, I just have to 
continue to allow myself to show up, just to show up in general, just to tell everybody that you're not going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. There's never going to be a moment where you're like, okay, I have to wait before this, 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 and this occurs to then I'm going to show up. Then I'm going to put myself out there. Then I'm going to allow myself to go to a women's circle, but I have this wrong with me right now and I'm going to sound stupid and I'm going to whatever, fill in the blank, whatever your thing is, is that show up now, show up as yourself, show up truthfully, as truthfully as you can. If you can't show up truthfully, just show up anyway, because the women in these circles are there to support you no matter where you are in your journey. You don't have to be this spiritual being on a spiritual journey, doing all the spiritual things. You don't. Mm-hmm. You just have to be a woman to be invited into the circle. And you start where you're at. And the women are going to open up their arms and they're going to say, come on and sit down. Yeah, and I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Because that's just how I feel. And that's exactly been my experience. And I have grown so much by just showing up. Just showing up. And it makes such a huge difference. I The very first circle I was part of was not a women's circle. It was for adult children of alcoholics, but I was it was in college. And I showed up for three or four weeks before I could even speak. But I kept showing up. And it changed not only my life, but my family's life. Everybody in my family was impacted because I showed up. And and so it feels very much like that for the circle last on Saturday for me. We showed up. We showed up and everybody just showed up. And what magic happened. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thank you both for sharing. Now I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank you for being here with me today and for and for co-creating this amazing container of the Triple Goddess Women's Circle. If you're listening, we are planning on doing more. So you might want to get on one of our mailing lists for that. I will have y'all have mentioned several different things here, books and things, and I'm going to have all of that in the in the show notes, as well as a link to their podcast and their websites. So go check them out. They are both amazing healers. I was able to at on Saturday to experience both of you doing your thing and I was so impressed and and just full of respect you guys brought so much I don't know magic to what you did for us on Saturday and I know that just being in conversation with you so much y'all are magical being we were even talking before we got on here that Sydney occasionally will glow literally she just glows it's amazing (laughs) so i hope that you will join us again on here here on curiously wise we bring a new episode out every tuesday and in the meantime stay curious thank you so much for joining us today on curiously wise i hope this conversation has left you feeling inspired and curious about the world around and within you After all, curiosity is the key to growth and understanding. So keep asking questions and exploring new ideas. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and or leaving a review. It helps us be found by others. If you're curious to learn more about me or my healing practice, Heart Light Wellness, 
head over to my website at heartlightjoy.com. Until next time, I'm Lauren Whitting. Stay curious.